Damn it, guys. Coach is right. If we want to win, it's on us. Stop laughing. Be attentive. What's good, y'all? Welcome back to Damn It, Guys. Coach is right. You see the title for today, man. A big trade in the NBA. I wouldn't say it's like, it's definitely not blockbuster. I mean, come on. Look at the names in the trade. It's not blockbuster at all. But for the Knicks fans out there, condolences. I mean, it's been condolences for the last 30 years, it feels like. 40 years. Um, maybe even 50. I think the last time they won a championship was. I'm sorry. I'm just waking up. I think the last championship was 1973 or 1972. But it's been a long time. And um, after this trade that occurred yesterday, it's not going to be anytime soon. OG Ananobi, let, let's get right into this conversation. Listen, OG Ananobi is a solid player. He's a solid role player. And yeah, I mean, he averages 15 a game. He plays solid defense. But the Knicks gave up Emmanuel quickly, R.J. Barrett. In a draft pick form. The Knicks also received Malachi Flynn, LOL, and Precious Achuya in the deal as well. I mean, Precious is a big that will get you like six and six, but you know, he's a he's a body at this point for the Knicks because Mitchell Robinson is lost for the season potentially. And Isaiah Hartenstein and Tyler Gibson aren't cutting it, but I mean, Precious isn't either. But hey, Malachi Flynn, he's not really good. But um, yeah, the main spot here is OG Ananobi, and he is not the player the Knicks. Um, he's just not as valued as much as. RJ and quickly in a draft pick combined. Now I will say, and I've said this since Duke. I remember when RJ Bear was at Duke with Zion, Cam Reddish, and the rest of those boys that should have won a championship, but they didn't. Shocker. Um I said RJ Bear was not that guy. Something about him wasn't right to me. I feel like it was because he couldn't go. Man, I'm so I'm so tired. Maybe because I'm talking about the Knicks, I'm yawning. But um, I always complain that R.J. Barrett only used one direction. Um, he could never go right. Uh, you know, he's left-handed, and if. I've always complained ever since Duke that he just never went right. And that kind of was disturbing to me because a lot of people, and this is a real thing, even with Zion Williamson in his prime, and that's sad to say his college was his prime, on Duke, even with him on the team, people would say R.J. Barrett was the best player on that Duke team, and I always disagreed. I used to argue with people about it, and people I know personally – um, they know, they remember, because I used to say R.J. Barry, he's not gonna be that guy. I remember Michigan State; they played. They honestly should have lost to UCF in the in the tournament against Taco Fall. Um, you know, but that's a whole different conversation. 
they they advanced. They played Michigan State. R.J. Barrett bricks two free throws at the end of the game. I was like, hmm, no clutch gene, huh? Uh, and that translated to the league. Not a great free throw shooter. Not a great three-point shooter. Not a great shooter in general. Still dominant left-handed player. Doesn't really go right still to this day. Um, he averaged 20 points a game last year, but, you know, he regressed this year. He's averaging 18. Um, RJ Bear really didn't live up to the expectations, I feel like, even though he wasn't expected to be a 25 a game scorer. Maybe some Knicks fans thought that. I do remember when he got drafted, some Knicks fans said future all-star, and I was like, yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> and to the, my point still stands to this day. Um, I really don't know what was expected of him coming into the league. I remember that draft was top-heavy. He was Zion, Ja. Those were like the two guys who were supposed to be cornerstones of franchises. But then RJ was kind of like, okay, this guy can average 20 in the league, but that's really, that's really it. You know, so many players nowadays average 20. So it's not even as impressive anymore. I read a stat saying just 10 years ago in 2012, only 12 players averaged 20. Now it's like 42. The game is different. You averaging 20 doesn't really move people anymore. Um, Bargy Barrett, I mean, I I think in Toronto, I don't want to say he's going to flourish, but I think, you know, playing back in his home country, he'll play with more confidence. But trading Emmanuel quickly was what did it for me. As soon as I saw the report, I said, wow, the Knicks got fleeced because they traded Emmanuel quickly. He averaged 15 off the bench. If you have been listening to this episode, you would have remembered me saying OG Ananobi averages 15 as a starter on Toronto. Mind you, Toronto is not great, okay? They're, they're actually not even good. They're not good anymore, bro. OG Ananobi averaging 15 on a, on a bad Toronto team. The Knicks traded quickly and RJ, who combined for... I want to say 33 points a game. You replace them with OG Ananobi, who averages 15. And now people are trying to look at the bright side of this and say, oh, you know, he's a great defender. He's not Kawhi Leonard at his prime. Like, who do you think OG Ananobi is on defense? He's not the clamps. Has he made an all-defensive team? Serious question. I don't know off the top of my head if he has, but I, I'm curious. Has he ever even made an all-NBA defensive team? Like, let, let's be honest here. So, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm just, I think the Knicks got fleeced. Um, and it, it's it's crazy because they were hesitant to give the Jazz and Danny Ainge a, a lot for Donovan Mitchell. But when it comes to OG Ananobi, you give up R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel quickly that fast. You know, it, it, it's disappointing for the Knicks, honestly. Now, I'm a Sixers fan. We're in the same division. So I'm not mad about this at all. I think it's funny. Like, I'm, I'm not going to say it and lie to you. But but I do feel bad for quickly and, and Barrett. Um, but honestly, I feel like R.J. Barrett was never going to develop. Uh, I, I sit here and I'll say that to this day. I feel like every year he was going to average that 18, 19. He was going to shoot. 42% or whatever he shoots, 43%. I, I mean, he's an inconsistent player, but it doesn't help when you're playing with Julius Randle. I'll tell you that much. Yes, 
Julius Randle, I'm, I'm going to tell you this right now. Julius Randle is that player in the NBA whose stats are very misleading. You can look at his stats right now. I don't know what he's averaging. Let me just guess. Okay, I don't have a computer in front of me. Um, but let's just say he's averaging 25 and, and 10, right? That sounds great. He might be averaging like five assists too. But it's like, it's such an ugly 25, 10, and 5. Julius Randle's game, man. He he plays like one of those high school players who played football in the fall and basketball in the winter. That's what he looks like. He was like a, a star tight end or a star running back and also played linebacker. Because, you know, in high school, you got to play two positions depending on what school you go to. And depending on how good you are, he's like a linebacker tight end combo that ends up playing football in the winter so he can stay in shape. That's how Julius Randle plays, bro. He just he's just a reckless player. Like I don't I don't know. Like I feel like watching him play is like it's hard to watch sometimes, but then he he'll put the numbers. But everybody knows in the playoffs Julius Randle disappears and it really shows that his game is inconsistent. Now Jalen Brunson is that guy. And I feel bad for him because, like, man, you you could have had a Brunson-Mitchell backcourt. Now, I will say that's the shortest backcourt in NBA history next to Monte Ellis and Steph Curry. But it's like, yo, like, Brunson-Mitchell, that's a really short backcourt. That's like six foot and six foot one. But, but man, I mean, you could have had it. Now, there were rumors that the Knicks did offer up R.J. Mitchell Robinson and somebody else, Obi Toppin, maybe. But they didn't have enough picks in that package for Mitchell or whatever it was. There was a lot of back and forth, you know, discourse about it. Um, I'm not sure what the, like, what happened. Um, Maybe Danny Ainge just didn't want to trade with the Knicks. But the Knicks had opportunities to make like legit moves that actually moved the needle and helped their franchise. But OG Ananobi is not the move right now. And honestly, OG Ananobi has regressed. You look at his numbers throughout the year so far, he he had, he's peaked almost, man. And somebody told me yesterday, oh, OG Ananobi, I mean, he, he, that, he, that was because he was the third option in Toronto. He only averaging 15. I'm like, bro, he's about to be the third option again. Uh, hello, he's going to be playing behind Brunson and Randall. Unless OG Ananobi can be that perfect 3 and D guy playing the three position, playing the small four position, this ain't going to work out. OG got to come in and be able to knock down shots. He's got to be able to lock down people. He, like In order for this to be a successful trade, he has to stay healthy. Because like I said, Quickly was a six-man-of-the-year candidate. But this year, last year, R.J. Barrett, I'm not going to say, oh, he had potential to get better because I don't think he really did at this point. But, but man, that you're losing 33, 34 points a game right there with just losing those two. And you're taking on 15, right? And that might be dumb logic, but... Last night, Dante DiVincenzo had 38 points. Dante DiVincenzo had 38. Brunson had 28. Randall had 28. They lost by double digits. 
Yes, they lost to the Pacers, a, a, a solid team right now. But the fact that three guys combined for 94? 94 points. And they lose by double digits? What do you think OG Ananobi's going to do as a Nick? Like, what do you think he's going to do? I'm, I'm just trying to understand Leon Rose's, like, thought process here with this trade. Are, I, what are they waiting for? Are, are they expecting um, free agents to go there in the summer? Because they could. But that's what they... Or are you waiting for Donovan Mitchell to ask out? But at this point, who are you going to trade for him? Because quickly and RJ would have been those pieces and they have a boatload of draft picks. You could have waited to offer up RJ and quickly send him to Cleveland with like, you know, the market now is crazy. Four, five, six draft picks. Who cares for Donovan Mitchell? Now, yes, you lack a small forward in that situation. Get one in the offseason. Who cares, right? But then you got a Brunson, Mitchell, Randall, you know, little little core. But at the end of the day, that's not winning a championship either, man. Like I, I, I don't know what the the problem is with this Knicks team right now. I'm, I'm they looking at it. They made it worse with this trade, obviously. But like, is Randall the problem? And, and I know it's hard to say that because again. When you stat watch Julius Randle, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's good, man. He's probably going to make the All-NBA third team or something. Yeah, but when you watch him play, like, does he really help the Knicks? Like, honestly, like, does he really help them, though? Like, yeah, he got cool numbers, but does he help them? I don't know. One thing for sure, one thing's for certain. Jalen Brunson is the guy you build around, in my opinion. He, you know, he's a great, well, I don't say great because he's not great yet, but I think he's going to get there. He's a really good point guard. That's what you got to build your team around. And the Knicks got that. But I don't know, man. I think they got fleeced. Um, And I feel like it was a red flag that OG Ananobi was on the trade market for this many years. I feel like Toronto, I feel like Masai Ujiri, they know that he's not that good. Because what? Because that's the thing. When NBA teams shop a player for a long time, <laughs> and, we, and we've seen this occur. John Collins with the Atlanta Hawks. At one point in his career, he averaged like 21 and 10. We thought John Collins was up next. But apparently that was just the PEDs talking. Because that dude ain't good. I heard the Jazz are shopping him now. But when guys are in the trade market for so many years, OG Ananobi's been in trade talks for like three years now. Every time the trade deadline comes, it's OG Ananobi's getting shopped. That's a red flag. I think the Raptors knew, hey, I think we got like his peak already. That year he averaged almost 18, which was like two years ago or three years ago. That's the most we're going to get out of him. I think Toronto's going to try to go young. I think Siakam's next. I think he's a free agent in the offseason where he's going to get dealt by the deadline. I like what Toronto's doing over there. They ain't going to win no championship with that team, but hopefully we see the ascension of quickly. RJ back home, like I say, he might gain more confidence, but whatever, man. Look, the Knicks got fleeced. 
damn it, guys, coach is right. If we want to win, it's on us. If the Knicks ever want to win a championship, it's on them. Something's got to give because <laughs> it's been a long time. And as of right now, it's going to take a long time. Now, I'm a Sixers fan, and you might be thinking, I have no room to talk. I don't care. Okay? We're better than the Knicks. <laughs> Neither of us are going to win a championship, though. So, yeah, we're in the same boat, I guess. But, hey, man, whatever. OJ Anobi to the Knicks, RJ Barrett, Emmanuel quickly to the Raptors. We'll see how the rest of the season goes. It's been a great NBA season so far. And, uh, yeah, man, it's NFL Sunday. Go watch some football. Hope your team wins. And, yeah, man, peace.